watched the movie The Founder, you might know that Ray Kroc, McDonald's founder and its first CEO, was a salesman before all of that. For 30 years he held a variety of jobs from paper cup salesman to musician to radio disc jockey. He worked in a restaurant, then became a traveling salesman, selling milkshakes machines. Now, why were traveling salesmen needed by then and even today? Basically, because they are intermediaries that bridge trust. Since there was no way of obtaining trust directly from the consumer to the milkshake company, since digital technologies did not exist yet, the salesman was a party that would establish the trust. On the one side, the milkshake company trusted him or her, and at the same time, the customer did too. But I want to bring about a provocation here. How will blockchain the main pillars of Web 3.0, as we pointed out, actually, the data infrastructure of Web 3.0 will change the role of the intermediary. The truth is that it is definitely clear that thanks to cryptology, it will replace intermediaries as the keeper of trust with all participants running complex algorithms to certify the integrity of the whole system. So, you know, it is the ability to replace middlemen with mathematics that makes this technology matter. And the use of blockchain can reduce overhead costs when parties trade assets directly with each another or quickly prove ownership or authorship of information, a task that is currently next to impossible without either a central authority or an impartial mediator. Moreover, blockchain's ability to guarantee authenticity across institutional boundaries will likely help parties think about the authenticity of records, content, and transactions in new ways. Therefore, the question here is, how will blockchain, Web 3.0, and AI change the job market when it comes to the type of professionals required by companies? This is what we are going to explore in this new episode of Meta Leadership. Here's your host, Andrea Iorio, speaking. I'm an Italian keynote speaker to more than 100 companies per year, focusing on digital transformation, leadership, and innovation, and a best-selling author of two books in Portuguese. I'm based out of New York City, and I worked over the last 10 years in Brazil as the head of Tinder and as chief digital officer at L'Oreal. I'm an economist specialized in behavioral science from Bocconi University. I hold a master's degree in international relations from Johns Hopkins, and I currently teach at the Executive MBA at Fundação Dom Cabral, top executive business school in Latin America, according to the Financial Times ranking. If you enjoyed the podcast and want to get in touch, you can contact me at andreaiorio.com or on LinkedIn. We engage daily with my community of more than 60,000 followers with contents at the intersection of business, technology, behavioral science, and philosophy. So, hit me up there. Let's start off here with a term that defines very well the moment we're living in, the Great Resignation. In 2021, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, over 47 million Americans voluntarily quit their jobs, an unprecedented mass exit from the workforce spurred by COVID-19. Um, worker shortages are apparent everywhere. Gas stations, dentist offices alike have reduced their hours of operation because they cannot really find new employees to replace those who have quit. And the great resignation, we're told, has upended the relationship between workers and the labor market. And to be honest, I'm part of the great resignation as well, having left my comfortable C-level position at L'Oreal in 2019 in order to pursue an independent career in keynote speaking. But the truth is that the great resignation didn't really start off with the pandemics only. Because from 2009 to 
2019, the average monthly quit rate increased by 0.10 percentage point each year. Then in 2020, because of the uncertainty brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic, the resignation rate slowed as workers held on to their jobs in greater numbers. This pause was short-lived because in 2021, a stimulus checks were sent out and some of the uncertainty abated. A record number of workers quit their job, creating the so-called great resignation. But that number included many workers who might otherwise have quit in 2020 had there been no pandemic. And that's, you know, why there is a great Harvard Business Review article titled The Great Resignation Didn't Start With the Pandemic that considers the main points behind the fight R's, right? Five R's are actually, you know, the points behind uh, the great resignation. So first, retirement, relocation, reconsideration, reshuffling, and reluctance. But I'd add one more that I would like to consider a T, not an R, technology. Yes, this is behind the great resignation as well. And this is the role of digital technologies that are changing the job market when it comes to its liquidity. Because an increase in lower-level jobs and a decrease in those willing to apply for them is creating a powerful and potential troubling decision matrix, tipping the scales in favor of automation, robotics, and AI. So a disinterested labor force, a proliferation of lousy jobs, and improvements in automations, these factors are creating a perfect storm for making smart you know, machines replace many of like the human jobs. So is the economy tilted towards building the workforce it needs because it cannot really hire the workforce it wants? Well, in uh, the book, The Work of the Future, Building Better Jobs in the Age of Intelligent Machines, there are two phases of technological changes uh, described by the authors. Task automation and new work creation. What happens when people don't want to do the work that's being created? Well, Authors of the book, David, David Otter, Min, David Mindel, and Elizabeth Reynolds, offer a sobering assessment. The U.S. has allowed traditional channels of worker voice to atrophy without fostering new institutions or buttressing existing ones. It has permitted the federal minimum wage to recede to near irrelevance. End quote. With the disappearance of meaningful work, will our sense of identity and fulfillment also suffer? Because let's look at stats on the one side of increased adoptions of robots and automations and on the other side, the growth of blockchain. Together, they threaten to substitute a number of jobs. On the robotic side, Jay Jacobs, Senior VP for Global X, a robotics investment fund, said in an interview for CNBC, we think we're going to be in a golden era of robotics adoption for the United States. And... End quote. Global X's Robotics and Artificial Intelligence ETF, an exchange-traded fund that focuses on bots and businesses, is up 140% since its 2016 launch. Ten-year growth forecast for industrial robots has more than doubled, from $16 billion to $37 billion, according to Jacobs. And as per the growth of blockchain, the global blockchain market was valued $4.9 billion in 2021 and projected to reach $67.4 billion by 2026 at a compound annual growth rate of 68% during the forecast period. Therefore, jobs that have a higher degree of automation related to it or that prove to be, uh, you know, works of middleman and, you know, of repository of trust are under a lot of pressure from AI and Web3. But then... Are we all going to be substituted? 
Well, it was Jeff Goldblum, namely Dr. Malcolm in Jurassic Park, who said, nature finds a way. From dinosaurs to the data-driven economy, the rules are the same. If people won't do certain jobs, those jobs still need to get done. And nature, in this case, is the nature of capitalism. Capitalism finds a way when certain resources are blocked, indisposed, or unwilling, while the search for personal freedom has led many to rethink what really work means, businesses around the globe are still working to get things done. So with or without human resources, the needs of society and the demands of the marketplace will continue to drive investments in automation, robotics, and AI. In this golden age of worker defections, are we opening the door for the greater influence of machines? Maybe it's only nature finding a way, given the state of the labor market and the ongoing appetite for automated solutions. So, will AI and Web3 concepts like DAOs change the work market? DAOs are decentralized autonomous organizations. What are the implications for work as well? One of the most important implications of Web3 for the future works relates to how work will be organized and talent connected to work. In Work Without Jobs, just Tuzatan and Baudreau, the authors, describe three ways in which talent is connected to work. Fixed, flex, and flow. Within the context of a new work operating model for companies you know, that are organized within the context of corporate structure. With the introduction of DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations, we see a fourth option with even less friction and much greater agility, one where work flows to talent. Within the context of work being increasingly organized as decentralized autonomous organizations, the traditional hierarchy mix of roles within a corporate structure, leaders, managers, employees, contractors, vendors, and so on, and functions will morph significantly into a flatter construct comprising of a core group of individuals responsible for coordination of work and delivering on the value propositions of the DAO, Second, a broader contribution group that provides specific services to execute the missions of the DAO. This includes other DAOs that provide services like HR, finance and accounting, and customer service on an ongoing basis, individual contributors, gig workers or contractors that take on projects as needed. And third, an even broader group of members who will promote brands, support continued crowdsourcing of ongoing product innovation, or otherwise contribute to the advancements of the DAO's mission. Each of these groups will be compensated quite differently. The core group will share in the total value created by the decentralized autonomous organization, less payments to the other two groups. Payments to the contributor group will vary between fixed payments for ongoing services in the case of DAOs providing HR services and more you know, episodic payments to individual contributors as they take on and execute specific projects. Members will be rewarded as they make contributions to the DAO with the potential payments in NFTs with virtual to physical redemptions. So it is clear that instead of substituting jobs only, AI and Web3 will first of all create a much more liquid and dynamic job market, which will further boost the great resignation as people will find more and more ways to earn money from their side hustles and get rewarded for the contributions to, let's say, DAOs and to the Web3 ecosystem. On the second hand, they will give back time to workers that are overwhelmed with duties, but they can automate many of these duties thanks to blockchain technologies and AI. Let's think of ChatGPT. ChatGPT is able to decrease exponentially the time that you allocate to creating content or to writing an email or drafting a proposal. And therefore, you have truly are able to get your time back. So that is clear that instead of harming the job market and workers, 
AI and Web3 are empowering more and more workers to improve the quality of their jobs and be more empowered and independent. I want you to think about all this as an exercise and that's it for today. Thanks for making it until the end. I'd also love to hear what did you think about the episode and see you in the next episode of Meta Leadership.